Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're talking week seven, waiver wire. We've got a few pickups for you. On this show, we like to only talk about players that are owned in 40% of leagues or less because in reality, most of these guys above them seem to actually be owned. It's hard to get them. So we're going to talk about some guys that you might have a realistic chance of getting here. So let's talk about some players that aren't that great though this week, to be honest, Jeff. It's not the biggest fan, or not the biggest waiver of our week we've had, but there's, there's a few guys. So I'm going to... And also we got bye weeks, right? There are bye weeks. So that plays a factor where some of these guys you got to use. The bye weeks this week are actually going to be Bills, Chargers, Cowboys, Jaguars, I think Steelers, Vikings. At least there's a few teams. With, those are the ones that are off this week. Um, so you're definitely have a few out there they got to replace. So here we go. You know what? I don't necessarily have like a number one target this week, to be honest. I'm just going to throw some guys because I don't think there's a guy that can be like, yep, this is the top guy. But one of my favorite options probably would be if he's out there is going to be Rashad Bateman, who came had his debut, had four catches for 29 yards at six targets. Nothing, nothing amazing. But out of the players that will make a waiver wire list, he is by far has the most upside by far of anybody where we could see him really starting to make an impact. You don't expect him to do it in week one, but just seeing him involved and getting six targets in his first game is a big plus for me. So Bateman's probably, if I had to pick a guy, is my number one pickup for the week. Oh, I mean, it is really, really thin this week. Yeah, I, I would agree. Man, you go for the upside. You go for a, a guy that was highly touted. Uh, that offense could mm-hmm. use him. I, I like the way he fits right now. So I do. I like that you got to see something immediately. So yep. I, I don't think there's any other way to you know around it. Yep. So Rashad Bateman, the most upside. I'd go put, if you have spots in your bench, I'd have him on my team for sure. So other players here, I'm going to go after. Um, yeah, there's not a lot. I'll, I'll go talk about some running backs quick though, before I get to some of the receivers I have, just because this is, this is um, in case the Browns running backs are out, right? Chubb missed this past week. Hunt was hurt. We don't know the status yet. We don't know what Chubb's status is going to be for next week. If they were to be hurt, if they were to be out, so Dearness Johnson becomes an option. He showed a little bit last year when he got an opportunity. It's a good run offense. You'd have to think he's going to be valuable. And like, he's not going to be Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, but he's going to be a solid option, especially if you have players on by. So Johnson would be an option. And actually I would, I would look at Dimitri Felton. I like Felton and he's already been involved when Chubb and Hunt were there. He's obviously a, a different player than Johnson. He's not going to be a lead back. But you would just have to think he would have more of an impact. He'd have more of a role. But again, this this relies on some injuries, right? Johnson and Felton become much better options if Chubb and Hunt are out, which we probably won't know until the weekend. So because of that, it makes hard to, you don't want to spend a lot to get these guys, right? But Johnson would, if we knew Chubb and Hunt were out, Johnson's my number one pickup for the week. But we just don't know that. And I, I have a feeling we'll, Chubb will probably play. But there we go. Johnson, Felton. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I mean, not great. <laughs> not great. <laughs> yeah, whoever is the starting running back, you can yeah. definitely plug him in. But it's like, yep. I do not feel all that confident about it. I don't either, but I think Johnson would actually, you know, he would be okay for you. He he would yeah. um 
Yeah, he'd be fine. I, I don't see why he, could, he couldn't perform like a Khalil Herbert's performing for the Bears. Honestly, he, I could think he could do that. You know, Herbert. I mean, not me. I'm saying the touchdown and the 90 yards necessarily, but in, in a similar way. Like, I don't think Herbert's much that much yeah. better than Johnson necessarily, but. Yeah, if he gets all the carries and they don't go yeah. into a pass-heavy offense all of a sudden, I just – you never know. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if he's going to start and you're in a rough shape at running back, I'm sure a lot of people yep. are, especially with buys, he's definitely going to be one of the top targets. Yeah. So, T.Y. Hilton was another one who, if he hadn't gone out with an injury, <laughs> he would have had to be on this list. He had four for 80 when he, he first came back, but he got himself hurt again. The, the only difference was he was available. They said he was available for post-game interviews, which usually they don't do for guys who are hurt very, you know, with more serious injuries. I don't think it's going to be too serious for T.Y. Hilton, but it still is T.Y. Hilton, right? We still worry about injury, obviously. That's what seems to happen with T.Y. Hilton. So I, no one can guarantee any health. If he was healthy, I think he would be a great pickup. But, hey, I would I would still take a shot on it. If you're desperate this week and go pick up a, go pick up a T Y Hill and Jeff, I don't think you seem too excited about that though. Uh, I mean, I liked what I saw today. I really did. Uh, but uh, I mean, the last couple of years just haven't been the same T Y that, you know, and I guess you don't need that. If you're picking him up right now, you're not expecting him to be, you know, T Y Hilton of five years ago. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he does, he's a little intriguing, that team feels like they're they're starting to go in the right direction and throw a little bit more. But once again, it does feel like they're run first. It, they were beating up on the team already. Everyone was doing well. So I don't want to put too much stock into it. I, I don't think that he's going to be that high-volume guy. And even though he's very fast, it just feels like he's way too injury-prone at this point in his career. Right. But I, I mean, I agree. But, you know, there's because there's other people that I would kind of – like AJ Green, I, I know that yeah. he's not a sexy name anymore, but if you look at what he's been able to do, I mean, four out of the six appearances, he's had he's had viable numbers. He's been mm-hmm. in double digits and standard. He's caught three touchdowns. He had one week where he went over 100 yards. He's been he's been pretty good and on a very good offense. I think I would rather go with someone like that uh, if you're just streaming right now. Yeah. Well, so funny, that's kind of where I'm at. Funny enough, the next people on my list were actually Cardinals receivers. <laughs> all just all of yes, them. Yeah. All of yeah. them. So um, yeah. the Cardinals, except for Hopkins, obviously. But yeah. Cardinals Christian receivers and- playing against the Texans this week. So with all these buys, and then you get the Cardinals playing against the Texans, AJ Green, Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore all become interesting. And I think I have them in that order, to be honest. It's Green Kirk Moore for me. Um AJ Green's just been solid. He's been solid, he's been steady, he gives himself a touchdown every now and then. I think, yeah, if you have bye weeks this week, I mean, you have a lot of receivers out this week. Stephon Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Mari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, all these guys. Shoot, keep going down the list. All the Steelers receivers, all the Vikings receivers. There's a lot of good receivers out this week. You, you could have teams that have multiple of these guys. I remember um, looking at week seven when we were drafting, and week seven just stood out to me as like a lot of good players are going to be missing, and here we are. So you might be dry, you might be starting AJ Green this week. So um, pick up one of those. I think you, I think if you actually start AJ Green with the options that I'm seeing, you'd actually feel a lot more confident than some of these others. How about because the next one I'm dropping down, I'm going to like Amon Ron St. Brown. He's about my next option. He was uh, five for 46 this past week. He had another seven targets. That's 23 targets in three games. That's that's solid numbers. But the but the it's only 26 yards and there was no touchdowns. And it's the Lions who have been poor. 
But if you're chasing some some sort of volume, there's some there for St. Brown. And I think he's going to continue to see that. Him or even, I guess, Khalif Raymond, if you really want to, if you really want to be desperate for the Lions, but um, I'd go St. Brown over Raymond. But yeah, I I, I like St. Brown. I, I really think he's going to keep seeing more and more. Uh, I agree. I mean, right now, not someone I, I want to put in my lineup, but he is someone I keep yeah. checking back on. And if you have a roster spot, I think it'd be fine to throw him on there if you have the spot to see how does this guy shake out because you can get him really mm-hmm. cheap right now. The only other name that comes up because he's barely under our you know 40% owned is Marquez Callaway. He mm-hmm. was dropped by a lot of people because they had their buy this week. Yep, He'll be back. They're a very spotty offense but it does feel like he is the guy that is benefiting from you know kind of being the only guy in town at the moment and even though he doesn't get as much volume as i would like he does have some big playability which you saw last week uh against washington he had two touchdowns against new england in week three he had a touchdown so and then before that uh in middle against the giants which you know, not exactly teams that you want to make your resume on, but he had two for 74. So he's kind of that play, that big play guy right now. It's been paying dividends. So they're going uh, against Seattle. You know, I I would be willing to roll the dice with him because of everyone being out. Yep. Um, KJ Osborne could be another option if you, you know, want to throw somebody in. Or never mind. What am I saying? KJ Hasbro's on buy this week. Right, say, right. KJ Hasbro's not for this week, but I still think he's an interesting pickup because he's had what three good weeks now this season. Three out of six have been good weeks. So, you know, he's still he's still an okay option. Um Quez Watkins for the Eagles. I'm really going down here. No, I was Quez, say, now Quez, we're getting Quez Watkins had three for 44 off five targets. He's been he's been getting like three. This is it's not great numbers, but he's like two to three catches, but he's still there. And he's had um, you know, sometimes you're desperate, right, Jeff? Sometimes you're desperate. So I don't know how deep these leagues are. You never know. Yeah. So there's some others. Um, yeah, it gets it gets it gets ugly this week. And then Donovan Peoples Jones. Eh. One was a Hal Mary, I know. He had two touchdowns, though. So yeah. <laughs> And once again, I, if Hunt and Chubb are still out, mm-hmm. I do expect them to throw a little bit more. I mean, yep. we, well, we, you know, that, that is a, the running back is someone to pick up, but I do expect them to lean a little more heavily on, you know, uh, that passing game. One, one name I'll throw out here, even though he's not, he's actually over 40%, but I just want to throw about real quick. Um, Michael Gallup comes back probably in week eight. So still like two more weeks. He's been on IR all year. So he's like 55% owned, but you know, he's been dropped. He's probably, I feel like he's, he's actually owned in less of active leagues. I feel like that 55% in ESPN is a lot of people that drafted, you know, and actually haven't made moves. So Michael Gallup is an interesting one. If he comes back that offense, you know, is solid, but he's still going to be the number three. It, it, the volume is not going to be maybe amazing, but he's an interesting option. If you go down to other running backs, Ramondre Stevenson, I would, I would probably at this point have Ramondre Stevenson rostered if he's not just because of the fact that Damian Harris seems to be a little banged up. He's playing well, nothing about Damian Harris. If, if out there, he's going to be the guy, right. And Stevenson will have a minimal role, but if Harris continues to be banged up, there could be that week where all of a sudden he's out and there's Stevenson. He gets a shot. I don't know how great it would be, but I really feel like he should be rostered at this point. Um, just just in case, right? If you have the spot, Stevenson. I'm not in love with that one, but you, you know, you you could see I wouldn't be surprised to see that, you know, 
hundred plus yards and two touchdown day from him. Honestly, it could happen. And then the next week you'll never hear from him again, but that could happen for him. And then um, other names, if you're desperate, Mark Ingram's there telling you if you're really desperate and you got buys, he has said he's at 34 carries first, the last two weeks. There's a lot of volume there. It's not great volume, but it's volume. And sometimes you just hoping, Hey, maybe I get 50 yards today. And that's all you yeah, hope for. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all you sometimes want. Right. And actually uh, I posted um, last week, a post about most red zone carries this season And Mark Ingram is a top 10 back for the most red zone carries in the league. So, Hey, there's that. Maybe, maybe gets lucky and gets a touchdown for you. Um, other names, you know, so Antonio Gibson without with went out with an injury again. We'll see if he's, we don't know if it'll, you know, it'll be out this week or not. If he were to be out, this is, this gets a little deeper, but Jarrett Patterson could he, his role increases. I still think JD McKissick would obviously be the back to own there, but he's not a, he's not an every down guy. Patterson would definitely get some work, but that's getting down there a little bit. And then Le'Veon Bell, I'm going to throw his name out. He had eight carries. It wasn't great. It was like well, eight for 18, I think, but he got a touchdown. But even just having eight carries is more than he's been getting. I think we know what we have in Murray. It's not, it's just a, it's a very average back. Devontae Freeman, very average back. Le'Veon Bell's probably done, but there's just that sliver of hope yet, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, for this week. We'll allow it. <laughs> there we go. And then um, I have some um, streaming options here. What do you think here? Let's go to quarterback. I'm going to pull it up. I'm, I got a couple that I had off the top of my head here. Uh, Tua playing against the Falcons, I think is interesting. And then the other one, Mac Jones. I, I, I'm telling you, I think Mac Jones has been okay. He's playing against the Jets. But there's, there's, a, there's another one. Mm. But I'll give you the other ones. This is where I wanted to see what you think here because that's what we're looking at. Other yeah. options. I don't mind the two pick. The two, I think, is a very intriguing one. I, I'm still not on the Mac Jones one. I just, I would not be able to put him in my lineup if I can help it at all. See, I'll go, let me go to 50%. Let's go to 50% for streaming because <laughs> <laughs> let's just go there. Let's go 50%. So that starts us off at like Baker Mayfield, actually. He's under 50% now playing against Denver, but he's been hurt. He got hurt in this one too. I, I, I wouldn't trust playing Baker Mayfield. I'd rather, honestly, I'd rather play Tua against the Falcons than play Baker Mayfield against Denver. What about yeah, Derek? Okay. I, I see where you're going with that. Yeah, I'd rather. Derek Carr against the Eagles. You're going to go Derek Carr? Yeah, I would, I would rather go Derek Carr. Sam Darnold at the Giants? Nah, not after what I saw from him. Before <sighs> hey. I would have, but I, I don't want to do that. Or Daniel Jones against Carolina. Same game. Daniel Jones versus Sam Darnold. You want Tua over those guys, or do you want one of them? I, right over now, two? I, I can't. Ah, man. Yeah, I don't really like either of them. If I had to choose between the two of them, I'd probably start Darnold. I don't know. Daniel Jones scares me after getting that concussion and having two really, really poor uh, outings. Yep. Carolina, even though they, they are on a losing streak, it doesn't feel like they're giving up a ton of points. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't like that game in, in, in general. How about Matt Ryan, though, against Miami? Matt Ryan has to be it your option yeah i I, don't, I wouldn't mind my, matt ryan yep justin fields against tampa not touching that one <laughs> trey lance plays against the colts i just i need to see something from trey lance before i'd play him and Jameis against the seahawks i don't trust Jameis. wentz against the niners wentz i'm not i'm not against wentz Wentz playing carson Wentz to be honest but i don't know there's some other 
Then Mac Jones against the Jets. I'm telling you, I think Mac Jones is going to have a day. I think he's going to have a day here. I know you're not there, but you, there's a lot of those guys. You'd pick a lot of them over, over Mac Jones, I'm guessing. I would. I would. I mean, even, you know, you go further down. I mean, even Teddy Bridgewater doesn't feel like a terrible pick compared to Mac Jones. Like, I think there's more upside. I think he's going to throw the ball more. Something with Mac Jones this week. Maybe don't play him, but just watch. And you know who told you. <laughs> if he goes off on this one, I'm going to be like, okay, well, know what? <laughs> go. All right. How about some streaming defenses this week? Here we go. Defenses. Cardinals are about 50% owned. They're playing against the Texans. There you go, right? If you can yep. go get that, you, you go get that. Simple, right? Simple. 49ers playing against the Colts. It could be a good, I could see it have, having a good outcome for the 49ers, but I could see the Colts scoring some points too. I, that, that's one of those that can go either way, right? Packers against Washington. I kind of like that one with what I've seen from Washington recently. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I kind of like that one. I think <laughs> while they're hot and the Packers have been looking pretty decent on defense for the last couple of games. So yep. I'd ride that wave. But that honestly, I don't have many other options other than that. To me, that's about the, it. I can't believe the Cardinals are only owned in 50% of leagues, to be honest. Right? Yeah. But I say those are like the only streaming options I see Cardinals against Houston, Packers against Washington. Then you probably go 49ers against Colts because after that, it's like the Bengals against the Ravens. You don't want that. Washington, you're not playing Washington. You don't care who they play, but they're playing Green Bay, so you're definitely not doing it. Raiders against Eagles. No, because I feel like Jalen Hurts just will get points at the end. It's as bad yeah, as it can yeah. be. Dolphins against Atlanta. No, I don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> no, either way, either way you cut that one, you're kind of <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. No, you don't want either side of that. You don't want the Bears against the, the Bucs. You don't want the Titans against the Chiefs. You don't want the Chiefs against the, the Titans. You, like, there's just nothing. You don't want Seahawks against the Saints. Just right. There's just no options there. No, it's Cardinals, <laughs> Packers, Niners. That's about it. If you're streaming this week, there we, there we go. Waiver wire week seven. You always That's get one of those. One. You get one of those every year, right? That's just eh. not a lot of good options. And <laughs> funny thing, funny enough, I posted the, I already posted the list on Instagram. The got one comment so far. That's it. Cause people aren't commenting probably because it's, we usually get quite a bit of comments, right? This one's just not getting a lot of comments. That's 472 likes in the, in the last hour, but only one comment because no one cares. And the only one comment says waiver wire sucks this week. That's for sure. Not incorrect. We're with you. We're with you. That's why I blew all my money on Elijah Mitchell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's one way to look at it. Hey, this is the week it pays off too. I was going to say, he, he could come back. This is the week. This is the week. But all right, there we go. That'll do it for week seven waiver wire um, mailbag is the next show. So if you guys want to get your questions in, go to Instagram.com slash fantasy football profit. Look for the post that we'll have up asking post your questions for mailbag. Email us fancy football profit at gmail.com. If you're on YouTube, youtube.com slash fancy football profit comment on this video. We'll get your questions as well, but that will do it for today. Talk to you guys next time.